Hello and welcome to another episode of the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast with your hosts, Shelley and Bella. I'm Richard from Leicester. Now you've all heard of the good, the bad and the ugly. Well here's Shelley, Bella and sometimes Bryce. I'll let you decide who's weird, wacky and wonderful. Hey everybody and welcome to episode 55 of the Weird, Wacky and Wonderful Stories podcast. Hi everybody. And that intro was brought to you by Richard Enriquez. Yes it was. And he actually sent that in to us as per our request from the last show. If you didn't hear it, it basically went along the lines of you can send us an intro of up to a minute, just voice, doesn't have to be any music because obviously we've got our own music that we can put on there. And you can do it on your phone or you can do it on your computer. You can do it, send it in any format you want. It can be just yourself or it can be you and some friends or whatever. Send it in to us and we will put it onto our intro just like Richard did. And it saves us a whole couple of breaths. It saves us a couple of breaths, and also we get to hear our lovely listeners. Yes. Good, bad, and the ugly. That we obviously know who's who. Uh huh. Oh, do we? Oh, I'm obviously good. When? All the time. You're bad. I am. You're bad. When I'm good. And Bryce is ugly. Nice. <laughs> Real nice. Well, you know. That's part of my DNA you're talking about. Okay, who's weird, wacky, and wonderful? Richard Enriquez. Is wonderful. Mm-hmm. Okay. Our dog is definitely wacky. And bad. <laughs> yeah. And you're weird. I mean, you just top the... Right, yeah. I'm weird. Second. And you want to know how come I know that's true? Because you married me. Exactly. I knew that was coming. Yep. And I moved here... I know. To be with you. I know. <laughs> no, well, really, I just like castles. So well, it's a just, shame we don't live in one, isn't it? You're just a means to an end. <laughs> <laughs> one day you're going to get a castle. Oh, yeah. nice. Okay. Am I invited? <laughs> no. <laughs> oh, wait. No, 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 no. If there's a dungeon, then oh, you can be invited. Thanks very I much. I mean, we could do all sorts of weird and wacky things in a dungeon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. <laughs> We could, actually. What, what, what have you got in mind? Anyway, we'll, we'll discuss this after the podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Actually, I shouldn't have said all that stuff, because even though I called Bryce ugly, you know damn well that that mother, he's obviously going to be the one editing this. And, you know, I'm obviously ugly. You're good. And Bryce is bad. Mother bad. Bad. Mother. When is he ever going to learn that it's not him who controls the podcast now? We did plan to do an interview with someone today, but unfortunately they had an emergency on their end, so that had to be cancelled at the last minute. So we obviously send our best wishes to them and hope that the situation gets drastically better their end. But we didn't want you to forget about us, so we decided that we were going to do a show, again, like the old days, just us. So if it's not so great, well, we've sort of got to brush up on those skills again, so... Hope you enjoy it. Yeah, but those skills, to be fair, were, were pretty last-minute skills we had to suddenly find. Do you know what I mean? You're the talker. I'm the idiot. It works out fine. No, I'm a bit idiot as well. I'm a bit idiot. I'm a bit idiotic. I'm an idiot as well. 
Yeah. See, see, no, that's it. That's it. I'm an idiot when we're doing our show. Yeah. You're an idiot In the life. rest of the time. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so we're going to bring you this show on kind of like weird, crazy fails, historic fails, things that have gone on in the past that um, have changed things in some way. And and also we've got a few little funny criminal fails at the end, haven't we? Yeah. So hope you enjoy this and tune in next time when hopefully we'll have the interview. Yes, we do hope to have it because I think you'll really enjoy it. Okay, so what have you got? So let's talk about a dude named Robert Liston. In 1847, he performed an amputation in 25 seconds, operating so quickly that he accidentally amputated his assistant's fingers as well. Both patient and assistant (laughs) later died of sepsis, and a spectator reportedly died of shock, resulting in the only known surgical procedure with a 300% mortality rate. Wow. Now listen. The spectator died of shock. (laughs) What was he amputating? (laughs) I don't know. Other than his assistant's fingers. I don't know. But listen, it's kind of maybe true, maybe not true. He performed loads and loads of surgeries. And he believed that you had to get these amputations done within 30 seconds. Well, this is like in the dark ages or something, was it? 1847. Were you listening when I started? I don't think so. Probably not. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, that's pretty quick amputation, though, isn't it? Just seconds like that. Yeah, but I could do that. Put your hand there. Let me go get the cleaver. Done. Exactly. Well, that's what I'm saying. So when they used to use the guillotines and chop people's heads off, would they have literally just called that an amputatus? A what? An amputatus? (laughs) An amputation. I don't know. Talking about amputations, didn't a certain small French bloke have an amputation? Yes. Napoleon Bonaparte's penis was amputated... And his priest confessor, nice priest, by the way, you know. Anyway, he cut it off and he sold it and it became part of a collection (laughs) of a Dr. Abraham Rosenbach. Now, he took Napoleon's penis on tour. (laughs) It was... I take mine everywhere I go, I've got to be fair. (laughs) Well, they didn't bring the rest of him. (laughs) It was displayed on a small, note the small, velvet cushion in New York's Museum of French Art. Apparently, it's now owned by the Latimer family in New York. Really? I wonder if it's insured. It's going to be small now anyway, isn't it? Because the penis is mostly erectile tissue, isn't it, that needs to be... Engorged with blood to actually have any kind of size. It's like a stretchy accordion air conditioner vent thingy. <laughs> is that what is that what the family are doing in New York? <laughs> what are you doing? I'm just playing Napoleon Bonaparte's cock. Yeah. Actually, think of his name, Bonaparte. Yeah. He's lost his Bonaparte. <laughs> Oh I don't God. think he's a very happy man right now. He lost his eye as well, didn't he? <laughs> One of didn't, them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So he lost his eye and his dick. I don't know if he lost an eye. I'm sure Napoleon... Didn't he have a patch, Napoleon? I never learned this in history in school. Well, me we neither. We never learned that he had his cock amp- Why did? Why did a priest amputate it? Did he not like the confessional or something? Well, apparently it was cut off during his autopsy ah, by right, his okay. somewhat cruel doctor in front of 17 witnesses. Right. And then it was acquired by priest Abbe Angus Paul Vignali, or something like that, who gave the leader his last rites. 
It passed through Vignali's family before it was eventually bought by American rare books dealer A.S.W. Rosenbach, like I said earlier. Wait there, he gave him his last rights or he gave the knob the last rights? Both. Oh, right, okay. I, d- I didn't know whether he would like, you know, he just... Because you said that he was... What, you think the- they gave his dick another funeral or something? Well, no, but if the doctor cut it off during his autopsy, then how the hell did the priest get it? I don't know. Well, that's what's so kind of weird about I it. I know. Like, like, what did he say? What did he say to it? Like, you know, I'm absolving you of all your sins to the penis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, wait there. So in the end, his cock and he had one eye. If he did lose an eye, I don't know. I'm you're, sure Napoleon You're going to have to Google it. Did Napoleon have one eye? Okay. He I'm, had no penis in the end, but did he have one eye left or two? He was short as well, wasn't he? That's not... He didn't have a lot going for him, really, did he? Okay, so I just Googled it, and apparently he didn't have a patch. That was a myth. His eye was damaged, and he couldn't see out of one of his eyes because there was flying stone chips that went into his eye during battle. Oh, so it's better than a see. It's better than a scalpel to the penis, but you know exactly. But there was no disfigurement, so he didn't actually wear a patch. I would have, because it would have made him look like a rebel or more of a rebel. So, did you know that Pythagoras, the guy who did triangles, was afraid of beans? He was afraid of beans. Yep. Says Pythagoras, the man who made one of the most iconic mathematical discoveries in history, had a phobia of beans. Ironically, it was his fear of beans that caused his death. When attackers chased him into a field of beans, he refused to enter and was killed instead. Why would anyone want to attack Pythagoras? Maybe they had a vision into what us lot would have had to go through when we had to do trigonometry in the future. Did you also know that he kind of sort of had like a, well, they didn't call it a cult then, but a cult, they would call it today, of followers of Pythagoras. Uh, and, they wouldn't uh, really be threatening, would they? What's the cult doing? I'll just sit and working out the length and angles of triangles. Well, I know, but, you know, maybe he... I don't know. Anyway... I suppose it depends what triangles they were looking at. Yeah. Well, anyhow, there's all sorts of theories about why he didn't eat beans and why he didn't like beans or whatever, but one of the prevailing theories is because he believed that every time a person farted, a part of his soul left his body when he'd fart. Jeez, I'm doomed. Hey, Who else was it that we found out today used to fart a lot? Was it Hitler? Yes, Hitler. Mm-hmm. Uh, he apparently took like almost 30 different medicines a day to try to get his farting under control. Hitler. I know who we're talking about. Well, I just wanted to make sure that people didn't think I was still talking about Pythagoras. I wonder if that ever sort of like happened, you know, they'd be sort of like, when's the Fuhrer coming by? I don't know, he's due any minute. Oh, he's here. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't have to play like a trumpet or a bugle or anything. It was just like... (laughs) (laughs) See, see if I farted like that, right? Like if I... I'd own it. I'd be like that. I'd like have a, you know, here I come tune and... (laughs) See you later. You'd have have a fanfare. (laughs) You'd have your own fanfare. (laughs) There was a Japanese soldier guy who did not know until 1974 that World War II was over because he was put on this little island, yeah, and he was supposed to spy on the Americans and he went into the jungle and all that kind of stuff. 
And apparently he was that good that nobody found him. He had to actually have one of his former superiors come out of retirement to go to him to tell him, make him believe that the war was over because he didn't believe it. How many years was it, did you say, that he was... Like 30 years or something? 30 years he still thought he was fighting. Didn't know till 1974. I wonder if he got back pay for that. Uh, yeah, right. Do you know what I mean? Because he probably came out and said, oh, look, I've worked 30 years yeah. straight, you know, <laughs> I'm working out, you know, the X amount per hour, you owe me. His name was Hiro Onoda. One much of a hero, I don't think, but, you know. Well, he probably was. Listen, if he stuck it out for 30 plus years. I know. 29 years, it says. Oh, well, that's all right then. And then he died in 2014 at the ripe old age of 91. That's pretty messed up, really. I'd be like, I want like, what's that called when, hold on, what is it? Let me think of it. Compensation. Compensation. Where's my compensation? That's what I'm saying. He should have had back pay. I wonder whether he had back pay. Yeah. Or whether they said, no, it's your own fault. Did you not notice the planes weren't going over? Did you not notice there was no more bombs? Yeah. Well, you know. It was like he was the only one on there. Keep a watch he out was... for Americans. If after 29 years you haven't seen an American, <laughs> chances are, you know. I mean, that's a hint for you, isn't it? Yeah, no doubt. I've got one for you. One of the biggest mistakes ever, I think. Leaning Tower of Pisa. I mean, don't get me wrong. It's good to go and look at now. Okay, not that I've <laughs> ever been there. But Leaning Tower of Pisa. One of the funniest things I find about this is that Pisa in Italian actually means something along the lines of marshy ground. Well, okay. Maybe- so there's a fucking hint for you right there, isn't there? You know, <laughs> let's build this 53-metre-tall bell tower for this cathedral. Let's build it on marshy ground, and then it should be fine. You know, of course, <laughs> the guy taking the fucking measurements had one leg longer than the other, so that didn't fucking help, did it? <laughs> no. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but some places say that it took 170-odd years to build. Other places that you look online, it says 199 and other places over 300 years to build. Well, but obviously, they weren't all that good with measuring or... They weren't you know, good with me- time. Yeah. They weren't good with numbers. <laughs> they weren't good with language. They didn't know what Pisa meant. Well, maybe they called it something other than Pisa or Tower of Pisa initially, and then they just tacked the leaning part on after they noticed that it was really fucking leaning. Yeah, it's like we meant to do it. Sorry, no, it's called the leaning tower. Honestly, that's what we meant all along. Yeah, yeah. Otherwise, we would have just called it a tower piece, wouldn't we? Don't be fucking stupid, you know? Yeah, that's that's pretty messed up. I still would love to see it, though. Like, can you still go in it? Or can you go in it? Or it's, you... it's been structurally sort of secured now. So it's not going to lean anymore. It was done in the So, like, the oopsie of all time has been braced. It's been braced, so yeah, yeah. By our more advanced and, you know... yeah. Technically, I mean, it's only uh, four degrees. It doesn't sound a lot, does it? But when you look at it next to the church, if you actually see a picture of it next to the cathedral, I mean, it is a severe lean. Is that is that straight? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all right. It's like us hanging that picture earlier. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Now you look at it. <laughs> Did you know that the Palace of Versailles, there were no bathrooms? Like they had this big old palace with all this like expensive decor and all that but they didn't put any bathrooms in the whole place and people just whipped it out squatted whatever anywhere they wanted in the palace and they did their thing and just kept going and people started to complain about it because it stunk and so then they decided that it should once weekly be cleaned 
What? The walls? <laughs> yeah. The floor, the palace. They were still going on the floor, and they said that once a week we're going to clean it. So you, you can have a shit on Monday on the floor, and it's going to stay there until the following Monday. Yeah. <laughs> nice, nice. Do you know what? It's like when I the first time I ever went to Paris, well, I was walking down the street. No, hold on a minute. I was walking down the street, and this is probably 20-odd years ago, and a guy got his knob out in the middle of the street, could tell it wasn't Napoleon, right, <laughs> and started taking a piss in the gutter. And the, the car's going past, you know... Women walking past, you know, going shopping and all that sort of stuff. This is in the middle of Paris. He's got his old boy out and he's going in the street in Paris. And did you, it was allowed. Did you go up to him and go, you're paying? Wee wee. Oh, God. <laughs> what are you doing? Wee wee. Yes, yes. Oh, God. What was the biggest mistake that you've ever made? It's like a funny sort of mistake that you go, oh, shit, there's no way I should have done that. I don't know. Well, while you're thinking, is full of them. <laughs> while you're thinking of one, I'm going to tell you one that I did by mistake when I was little, right? So we used to go with my family. We used to go on holiday to a caravan site, right? It sounds really sort of ghetto-y now because like you guys call them like trailer parks and all that sort mm-hmm. of stuff. But in this country, a caravan site is somewhere where you go and you sort of like do camping, mm-hmm. you know, in, in a trailer that you take with you. And it's all nice and you've got outdoor activities there and all that sort of stuff. And there was this guy, there was this guy, this kid. I was probably only about eight and this kid was probably about the same. And and maybe a year or two younger than me. He might have been about seven, six, maybe, I don't know. But anyway, we were at this caravan site and we decided to go swimming up at the pool. Or I wanted to go swimming. It was a nice hot day. So I said to this lad, should we jump in? Should we get in the pool? And he went, I can't swim. And I said, of course you can. Everyone can swim. And my parents had taken me (laughs) swimming from when I was a toddler. Yeah. You know, so I was quite a strong swimmer by then. And I said, of course you can. Everyone can swim. You'll be fine. And he was like, no, no, Shelley, I can't swim. Did you push him in? I did. Oh, I you. said, well, first of all, I had to lure him to the side of the, the pool. And I said to him, look, look down there. There's one of them new one pound coins because it was they just converted <laughs> pound notes into pound coins. And, he, and they literally come out like a week before. I said, look, there's one of them new one-pound coins at the bottom of the pool. And he went, where? And he came over onto the side and I went, oops, and, <laughs> and, and pushed him in. And, and of course, he's going under the water and come back up. And it was in the deep end as well. Oh, my God, you're so no, mean. No, no, but I thought I was doing the right thing. So I was only a kid. So I said to him, I said, swim, swim. And he's, and he's, and he's just like disappearing under the water and spitting shit up and I mean he just can't swim and I looked over at the life attendant who was this woman right and she looked at me as if to say I'm doing fuck all mate you've 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 done it you you sort it out so I jumped in the water she'd obviously seen me swimming over the last couple of days that I'd been there and knew that I was a confident swimmer I jumped in and I grabbed this lad and I pulled him to the side of the pool I got him out and I and I was thinking, oh my god, you know, I could have killed him. And he was vomiting water. I mean, he he was literally drowning. This lad, right? Yeah. He was vomiting water up. Don't tell me he didn't realise you pushed him he in. He did not. He, <laughs> he said he said to me, he said, oh, thank you so much, you saved me life. <laughs> and I and I of course went, no problem, you know. So we ended up. I ended up sort of walking him down to his caravan where his parents were. Because I knew that he was, you know, he was in a bad way. I mean, he was still being sick. I mean, he was, he was really rough. 
we walked into his caravan and, and his parents obviously can see him fully dressed, but drenched, <laughs> you know. So they said, Matthew's name was, it's Matthew, what's, what's wrong? And he went, well, I was looking in bull and there was this new one pound coin, still believe there was a pound coin, there was a new one pound coin and we were looking at it and someone came past and pushed me in bull, right? And, and they looked at me and they went, really? And I'm going, that's what happened. And then, and then he went, and then Shelley, Shelley jumped in and saved me life. And they went, oh my goodness, thank you so much. You know, and he was in such a bad way. They gave me a five pound note, right? And I felt terrible, but I accepted it because it was, it was better than getting bollocked for obviously taking this money off uh, go, for, no, for no, admitting no, it. No, 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 I No, do you know what? You. I went back to our caravan and Matthew still in fucking tow. <laughs> Because he wanted to tell the world that I was a hero. We walked We walked into my caravan and my parents are like, you're right? And I'm like, yeah. And and Matthew says, hey, Shelley saved my life. There were, the, there were this one pound coin in pool and, and someone come past and I was looking at it and, and knocked me in. And I went in pool and, and Shelley jumped in and saved my life. Right? And, and my dad looked at me. And being a police officer, he could see straight away that his son, who would usually revel in the attention, is now say, is now looking really sheepish and said, really, is that true? And I went, mm-hmm. And, and then Matthew, the little shit, said, and my mum gave him fiver. <laughs> to, to which my dad said, Shelley, go back, give them the money back and explain to them what really happened. <laughs> oh, my God. So did you? Yeah, I had to. <laughs> Yeah. So that was probably the biggest mistake I made you're, as a kid. You're a cruel boy. Um, but I thought I was doing the right thing. <laughs> I honestly believed that, you know, if someone really had to swim, they would. <laughs> oh, no. Obviously not. No. <laughs> and he still believed there was a fucking pound in there. Did you ever tell him you pushed him in? I had to. I had you, to admit it to his parents. You yeah. Pushed him in. What did his parents say? To be honest with you, I honestly can't remember exactly what their words were, but they weren't happy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, he was like a real mummy's boy, this kid as well. Like, I mean, he was, you know... I mean, fair enough. I mean, he had almost died. Yeah. So I get it, you know. Oh, my goodness. I didn't know on purpose. Well, I kind of... I did, but I didn't... Anyway. Confessional. Yeah. So come on. Okay, well, I never, like, almost killed someone or... Well, you that's a story for another day. But anyway, so do you remember when... Wait, 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 wait. Hang on a minute. What? <laughs> we'll tell that story another day. You know? It's all good. Do you remember when tape recorders became the thing? I had a tape recorder, yeah. Yeah. Well, one day I got a tape recorder for a present. This was the ones that were separate and you actually had to push the like, what was it, like the play and record at the same time to get it to go and, uh-huh. and everything. So me and my friends recorded all sorts of things, like just anything. And we would make... Kind of like we do today. Yeah, kind of. And we'd make stories and we would, you know, it was just like this really cool thing to do. And then we'd rewind it back and listen. Well, anyway, so one day they're over and our our parents are downstairs and we're upstairs playing on his tape recorder and everything. So I... My mom calls me to come down there, and I can't even remember. I honestly cannot remember what I did or didn't do, but she was mad at me. 
right? So I stomp them back upstairs and I slam the door and, and they were like, what's going on? So I'm like, my mother this and I can't believe I hate her. Blah, 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 blah. I'm doing all this, right? Flipping out. And a few minutes later, we go downstairs. James says, oh, listen to this story we recorded. Oh, no. And he fucking played it. <laughs> And it was me. Oh, damn. <laughs> yeah, my mom was not happy. Neither was I. That's <laughs> <laughs> oh, that It was terrible. I'm like, why did you do that to me? And they were like, it's funny. No, it wasn't funny. <laughs> I want to hear more about this almost killed someone thing. I actually, uh, you know you this. You did almost kill somebody. What are you talking well, about? Well, no, there was another one where and I actually freaking got... planned it too, because you're like, well, I'll just tap him in there. He'll learn to swim. It's cool. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Well, there was the other time that I and got that... arrested for attempted murder. When I used to do security work, we had a call downstairs that said that they thought there was some people acting inappropriately in the male toilets. Is all I'm going to say. So we went down there, myself and another officer, and we heard behind this cubicle all of this groaning. Oh, you told me about this, I think. Yeah, so we kind of, I banged on the door and said, come on, out you come, type of thing, and there was no reply, nothing, just more of this groaning. And the doors aren't like American doors, where you can see through a big six-inch gap either side of it, okay? (laughs) There, you can't see inside. Yeah, they're almost you, like proper rooms. Yeah, you can if you get down on the floor. There's usually a gap underneath, you know. So we could hear this groaning going on and we weren't getting any kind of proper answer. So in the end, we looked down under the door and we could see all this blood the other side of the, the door. So we decided at that point that we were going to kick the door in. And these doors, are they're only flimsy doors, so it's nothing really macho. It, they, the doors will go in quite easily. So we kicked the door in and the guy has cut both of his wrists and he is leaning, he stood up still, but he's leaning with his head up against the wall of where the toilet was and he's trying to drip... Into the toilet. Into the toilet, okay? He obviously hadn't caught the arteries, but they, they were bleeding quite badly. But he seemed to have be losing consciousness because he was groaning mm-hmm. and there was blood everywhere. So I grabbed hold of his wrists. This is before the days where you worried about Mm-hmm. you know, any kind of diseases or whatever, you just did it. So I grabbed all of his wrists, lifted them up above his head, and I sort of reversed out of the, the cubicle with him, pulling him with me as I was going. Um, and we got him into like an attendance room that was there, and we phoned for an ambulance. And my my colleague that I was with was trying to talk to him under instruction of the ambulance people or, or the call handlers, try and keep him awake. So as he was trying to keep him awake and talk to him, the guy's head was lolling down, so he lifted his chin up so that he could sort of like get him to try and look into his eyes. Mm-hmm. And as he lifted his chin up, all this blood spurted out of his neck because he'd cut his throat as well, this guy. Oh, my God. And there was blood all over him anyway, so we just thought that the blood o- over him was where maybe he'd, he'd touched himself or whatever. Yeah, because yeah. He had... So at that point, Richard, the guy who I was with, grabbed hold of his throat and tried to put pressure on his throat so i've got hold of this guy's arms above his head richard's got a hold of his throat and 
to which point the guy actually opened his eyes for the first time and said, you're trying to fucking kill me. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, ambulance crew arrived and apparently when he was at the hospital, he lodged a complaint that we tried to kill him, that we tried to strangle him, which obviously wasn't the case. And although we were initially sort of Questioned. questioned, we were told, you know, in no uncertain terms that it wasn't going to be taken seriously. But yeah. Wow. Anyway, so, we've digressed. Okay. The Dutch actually discovered Australia a hundred years before Britain. Did you know that? I did know. Yes. Yeah. Well, apparently they just ignored it because they thought that it was like a useless desert. Like a hundred years. Nobody ever even thought like, hey, they said it was a desert. Maybe we should go check that out. Took still a hundred years to be found after that. Yeah. I mean, it's a ginormous. So they couldn't have mapped it. Well, yeah, I guess not. The Austrian army at one point were fighting the Turks. Okay. One night, a group of men were were told to keep a watch out to make sure that the Turks weren't going to be advancing on them while the Mm -hmm. troops slept. But the guys that were keeping a lookout decided to have a few drinks and after having a few drinks and then becoming a bit rowdy, they then broke out a fight within the Austrian army. They yeah. were fighting themselves because they were drunk. Then other members of the army that had been asleep heard the fighting and thought the Turks had advanced and they started fighting. It's all in the dark, all in the middle of the night and they killed 10,000 of their own men before they even realised they were fighting themselves. Nice. <laughs> Must have been. I wonder what they were drinking. I know. Tell me about it. God. (laughs) Did you know that the Harry Potter books, right? Twelve publishers said no. To J.K. Rowling. Mm -hmm. I know. Nuts, isn't it? Like, I bet they are not working in the industry anymore. (laughs) Well, they they probably are, but I don't really tell many people about it. Yeah, right. Do you know what? J.K. Rowling was even advised by her publisher at the time... To get another job. Get a part-time job because they didn't think that the Harry Potter stories were going to be able to sustain it. And it was only because the publisher's daughter started reading the book and liked it that they decided, well, actually, we'll give this a go. Yeah, I read a statistic a while back that said that there are more Harry Potter books that have been bought and all that than Bibles in the world. Well, and read because even uh, loads of people have got a Bible. Not many people have read it cover yeah. to cover. Yeah, they were good books, though. They were the first books that Bryce actually read the whole entire series of them. And I didn't think he was really reading them because he was young at the time. But he could tell me everything that was going on in the books, which I thought was pretty damn awesome. Mm. Anything that gets kids to read like that, that's pretty cool, really. How about NASA taping over the moon landing recording? They taped over the moon landing recording. I know that they apparently taped over the telemetry data. Well, there are supposedly no known recordings of the event. I guess that just leads to a lot of the conspiracy theories too, doesn't it? Because it's conveniently... Well, that's, that's what um, I was going to say. I know that apparently they recorded over some telemetry data of of the actual landing and when asked why they recorded over it. The answer that was given back was something along the lines of 
well, because we didn't have enough tapes. So <laughs> why didn't you go out and buy some more tapes then? Why would you record over one of the most important historical events? Speaking of space things and NASA, did you know that they lost one of the Mars orbiters because part of the team that was used to build this thing used metric units and the other half used yes. English. Yeah. yeah, some used metric, some used imperial units. Yeah. Yeah. I bet you a lot of them people aren't around anymore in NASA. <laughs> I know. It's funny, isn't it? When you look at the amount of planning and preparation and everything that went into that and you've got one guy using inches and the other guy using centimetres. When did they... I mean... How long after was it that they figured out that that happened? Like, I mean... Well, when someone said, where the fuck's a rover gone? (laughs) So I also found something that isn't like majorly historical or anything, just a regular old, you know, young kid or whatever, and he's got a car, and he posted onto Twitter that he lost the part 710 to his car, and he couldn't get this part. So, so he's he t- asking them to he's asking people to look for a 710. Yeah, so he puts a picture of it on there and says, you know, where can I get this part 710? And it was an oil cap that was upside down. Oil O I L 7. <laughs> so he thought the part was called 710. Yep. Oh, what an idiot. Oh, that's not very nice. He could be one of our listeners. Okay. Who um, isn't going to listen anymore? Well, it's not, is he? Because he probably won't understand to read what Weird Wacky Wonderful Stories podcast is. (laughs) Fuck knows what it'll come out as. Oh, that's not good, though. I I mean, you know, I kind of felt sorry for the kid. I could see somebody doing it. Not me. As much as I know about cars. I can check the oil, though. You can check the 710. Hey, they call it a dipstick. How funny is that? (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's funny because I think there's no wrong with mine. I don't think my dipstick's long enough. There's never any oil on it. So as well as historic fails, by the way, I've been looking at like criminal fails because I think they're absolutely hysterical, you know, when the criminals actually make a mistake. Yeah, I know. Criminal fail. If you're in jail, you failed. Yeah, because you're a criminal. (laughs) This guy called James Howells, right? I feel so sorry for him, actually. He's not a criminal. He just made a really bad error of judgment. He bought 7,500 bitcoins, right? This is back in 2009 when their value was hardly anything the trouble is he'd left his hard drive tucked away in a drawer for years and then eventually forgot what was on it and threw it away i worked out if it was seven and a half thousand bitcoins what he would have had a month ago when it was quite high Mm -hmm. it was only about fifteen thousand per bitcoin it's been higher than that okay but a couple of weeks ago it was fifteen thousand pounds he would have had 112.5 112.5 million dollars. Whoops. So what, he lost all of it because... Actually, pounds. No, pounds you would have had. 112.5 million pounds worth of bitcoins had he not have lost his hard drive. But he threw it away and he ended up going to the local tip, you know, the, the dump, as you guys call it. And they said, well, you can have a look at for it if you want to. It's in the landfill now. But you're probably talking, you know, probably a square mile or two and about five foot deep of shit. If you can find it, good luck for you. 
I reckon for 112 and a half million, I'd have fucking looked. No doubt. I'd have been like, I'm going to go buy the best ever metal detector in the world. <laughs> and I'm going to find that freaking thing. Oh, yeah, tell me about it. Do you know the French train company called SNCF? No. Well, they were in the news quite recently because they spent $15 billion on a new fleet of trains. Right? A whole new load of trains. Oh, wait, and they were the wrong ones for the track. They were wrong yeah. size. They couldn't even fit into the stations. They were too wide. There was a 1,300 platforms that the trains could not have entered across And I'm the guessing network. these weren't like a standard train size, so they couldn't just be like, oops, and, you know, do a... No, they, they, they spent money designing and building and ordering these trains and <sighs> didn't think to check the measurement. So how do you say dumbass in French? <laughs> dumbass ill. <laughs> Here we have another dumbass ill. Uh-huh. He's from North Carolina, so I guess the He'd accent is totally He'd just be a dumbass. <laughs> so in 2011, this guy, his name was Michael Anthony Fuller, 53 years old, so you'd think you'd know better, Okay. Goes into a Walmart, doesn't tip the greeter like I did, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> but bought a vacuum cleaner and a microwave, which totaled $476, right? Yeah. He goes to the cashier, tries to pay with a million-dollar banknote from a game of Monopoly. Yeah, see, I still I didn't know they had a million-dollar thing Monopoly. They must have really went and... Inflation, baby. Yeah, no doubt, but still. Anyway, what a so, dumbass. Well, he's a dumbass, but he's even more of a dumbass because when the cashier obviously said no, he carried on pressing his luck, and in the end, they called the police on him. The police came and arrested him and said that he needed to pay bail of real money, $97,500. That was a really expensive vacuum cleaner and microwave. Yeah, tell me about it. Ain't got nothing on a Dyson, does it? <laughs> or a Dyson doesn't have anything in it, let's say. No, but I tell you what, I bet you he thought it sucks. Well, he's... I mean, you know, like... Okay, think what? about what I just said. I bet he thought it sucks. Ah, ha, ha. He, he. Come on. Oh, my God. Anyway, he he pressed his luck when they said no anyhow, because if that was me and I walked into somewhere trying to spend some fake money, I'd be put in jail and deported. Well, don't do it then. We don't have a game of Monopoly. <laughs> okay. We got this other guy. His name was Donald Pugh, and he was suspected of arson. And this guy's from Lima, Ohio. Okay. Ohio. And a warrant was sent out for his arrest. (laughs) The police, in an effort to try and find this Donald Pugh, incidentally, he was known as Donald Chip Pugh. (laughs) They... Not a McDonald's Chip Pugh. (laughs) No, no. So the police put a photo of him on Facebook, like a mugshot, to try and track him down. And he was incensed by the picture that they put up of him. So he posted... (laughs) I'm telling you, he posted a more recent photo of himself stating that here's a better photo, that one's terrible. (laughs) He was obviously trying to repair his reputation. He then called a local radio station 
to justify his actions and to say, look, you know, they, they're making me look bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, your mom and dad did that. <laughs> anyway, thanks to his updated picture, they were able to track him down and later arrested him in Florida. What an idiot. <laughs> That's a vain idiot, too. He probably listens to our show and you've just called him <laughs> as an idiot. Well, I mean, come on. Really? I bet you he'd call himself an idiot. Well, I don't know. <laughs> so this guy is absolutely hysterical. This guy's name was Christopher Wallace, and he's from Maine in the USA. Yes, I know where Maine is. Okay, well, there might be some other people in other parts of the world who don't. So this guy, Mr. Christopher Wallace, stole some cooking equipment, and he'd evaded police for weeks, and he started to get a bit cocky, so he started to post Snapchats that he was hiding at his home from police. They obviously saw it or some followers of him saw it and decided to tell the police he's at home. So police turn up to his house and they go in and they can't find him. So <laughs> this incredibly bright person then went on Snapchat and said, ha ha, they're looking for me and they can't find me. I'm in the closet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's obviously they opened the closet and arrested him. You know what the funny part of that is? Some cop somewhere just went, He's in a closet. Because he was looking at his Snapchat. Yeah, he's waiting, wasn't he? <laughs> in 2016, an employee at a bank called Alberto Saavedra Lopez. I should have just said called Alberto Lopez. <laughs> from Arizona, was suspected of stealing $5,000 from his workplace over the course of three months. He was obviously reported and ended up quitting his job and all the rest of it. And he moved to Phoenix. That's Arizona. Phoenix, Arizona. So in 2018, he decided to apply for a job. Bearing in mind, they've been trying to find him. They can't find him anywhere. Two years later, he applies for a job as what? A police dispatcher. They said, yeah, sure, come in for an interview. (laughs) (laughs) And that was that. And here, look, we bought you this new suit you can wear. Yeah, and look at these lovely bracelets. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Do you like <laughs> jewellery? <laughs> that is that. That's what we've got for today. Thanks for listening, guys. Really do appreciate it. Once again, please make sure you tune in next time to the Weird Wacky Wonderful Stories podcast where we will have more for you and hopefully that interview that we were supposed to get done for you today. Wow, you can talk so fast when you want to. Well, thank you very much. <laughs> And don't forget you can hit us up on our website, which is www.weirdwackywonderful.co.uk. You can also mail us at mail at weirdwackywonderful.co.uk and you can follow us on Instagram, Twitter and all the usual places. Please, whatever you do, make sure you stay weird, weird wacky, wacky and, and wonderful. wonderful. Goodbye. See you guys. And Bryce is bad. Mother bad. Bad. Mother bad.